0: Greetings, Flesh wound Horror Freaks, and welcome back to another Analog Nightmares Visual Vengeance special. I am Flesh Wound Dan, joined by Producer Todd. Good evening. And, uh, yeah, so very excited to get into these new releases from Visual Vengeance. And, uh, yeah, so we'll kick it off. Right off the bat, with our oldest film, uh, kind of go old to new, uh, and that is the 1994 film from writer-director Kevin J. Lindenmuth, and that is "Vampires and Other Stereotypes." So this film, which I should show off here,
1: yeah, show. I was just gonna DM you. Don't forget to show up. <laughs>
0: Ah, you know you don't have to DM me. I know what I'm doing, Dad. There you go. Beautiful back cover there. And as you see, mm-hmm. uh, as always, Visual Vengeance kills it with their releases. Whether, even, whether you like the movies or not, you can't deny they're one of the best companies when it comes to all of the extra goodies there. And you can see inside the stickers as always that we get from them we get a little uh booklet here with some behind the scenes cool behind the scenes stuff and we also get this poster as always the artwork is uh phenomenal as always, and we'll run down the extras after we kind of review the movie. And, uh, all right. So, vampires and other stereotypes, once again, 1994. Director, writer, Kevin J. Lindenmuth. And this follows, a pair of paranormal investigators are making their nightly rounds on the seedy streets of New York City when they encounter a group of party-hopping girls looking for a warehouse rave. Who have also just accidentally opened a portal to hell. Hate it when that happens. When what follows is a night of practical effects, monster may, and monster mayhem as the group try and save themselves and the entire planet from demonic invasion. Uh, the the first feature from prolific nineteen ninety, shot on video, writer, producer, and director Kevin J. Lindemuth vampires and other stereotypes delivers creatures and characters that are per that perfectly represent the offbeat genre movies that the video store era brought bought forth. all right so um so this is one uh some of you may have seen it before on uh some of those like 50 movie sets from back in the day uh it was it was always one you know, the title, of course, kind of grabs you. Uh, the the OG title at one point was Hell's Bells, I know. And um, it's super ambitious. And that's the one thing in general, right, at least so far with Visual Vengeance, there's nothing that feels like they just threw it out on this label to move the movie. It does feel like they're being very particular about what they drop on the visual vengeance label uh there are some really genuinely awesome ambitious sov films which i do think this is one and i'm going to get into that and there are also those really bad movies that are just a hell of a lot of fun uh and and i love that about this label because each one i feel like they thought through they didn't just dump you know Eh, we'll we'll throw out this random, you know meme movie to see if we can move it by having it on visual vengeance. They've been very particular, and I do like that uh, as of as of now, uh, putting these these particular movies out. And <clears throat> vampires and other stereotypes, it is I think it's a blast. I think it's actually probably one of the better. Films that they have uh, dropped on this label. There's a lot of really creative special effects here. Uh, of course, 1994, it's all uh, old school. The, the sequence where we get this wall of these just talking demon heads, uh, <laughs> and, you know, the hell pit, uh, practical monsters. I mean, I miss this era. There's a lot of films that try and kind of pay homage to this era but it's it's really almost impossible to capture that exact charm and also shooting hell on a budget man like you know something that takes place like in hell uh that's pretty tough when you're just kind of going out there with with the spare change you found in your couch to make a movie uh there is one called necromancia from much later that I thought did a really good job of kind of capturing that feel. Uh, that's not to say that this doesn't have some of the same, uh, some might say issues or, or charm that certain SOB features have. You know, some actors are better than others and, you know, what have you. But I think the, the, the fun factor is pretty high on on this one. A lot of creative effects. You know, we got the the talking uh, severed hand with fangs. Uh, It's not really... There are vampires in this. It's really kind of more of a demon film. Uh, But you get all kinds of crazy shit. You get these... Well, uh, that's
1: why it's called vampires and other stereotypes. So...
0: This is true. This is true. Uh, we get uh, a giant rat monster uh, at one point. Again, practical. This is not CG. We get uh, El- uh, an Elvis impersonator demon. Uh, <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, it, th- there were moments in this that kind of almost reminded me a little bit of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it, it has a lot going on. If you're a fan of SOV films and you're looking to kind of check out some of the more ambitious films this is this ranks up there they really they really they really do a good job some might say they bite off more than they can chew but I think this is incredibly uh, well put together uh, I certainly couldn't have done this uh, it, it's I'm impressed with it just as somebody who has worked on indie films. It's, it's, it's really cool what they put, put off. And uh, there's also a great backstory to this. I mean, say what you will about a lot of SOV films. They're not known for the best scripts (laughs) more often than not. Uh, There's a pretty epic backstory of uh, hell uh, coming to earth and this grand war uh, you know, this predates uh, the prophecy by a year So so. It, it's, I'm a fan of this one. I think it's really good. And I'm curious, Todd, not one I think we've ever talked about. So what did you think? Uh, yeah, I'm with
1: you on this one. I, I wasn't, I, you know, I'm kind of like with you on vampire movies, especially more modern ones. Well, technically, this is mm-hmm. almost 30 years old, so not modern, but not gothic we'll just go with that it is a, of a modern style um, but like you said there was so much more going on to it it wasn't really you know like you said it's not really a vampire movie that's just the the one they chose the name but in um, the title mm-hmm. yeah it, it's fun I, I wasn't sure I hadn't seen this one before um, love the era and it it did it a lot better than a lot of the other ones from the era um, I, I think this one is a, a gem of the of the line so far.
0: Yeah, I would. I don't know. Maybe at some point uh, we'll rank some of the uh, Visual Vengeance <laughs> Blu-rays as they put more out. Um, this this is pretty high up, I, I think, for me. Uh, we get a ton of extras on here. We get a twenty five minute interview uh, with the director who talks about uh, using these Sony cameras that he could borrow from his work at the time to get this made uh, some of his early inspiration sitting down and watching uh, dark shadows with his mom and uh uh there's a connection here to the rolf kanefsky flick there's nothing out there uh he met the special effects team behind that movie at uh chiller my old stomping grounds and kind of goes into the genesis of this film. And uh, he does talk a little bit about the stigma at the time with shot on video movies uh, versus film. And it's it's a really good interview, really good 25-minute interview. Uh, we also get a short three-minute interview with actress Laura McLaughlin. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, this was her first film, still very beautiful. She talks about... Uh, her her beginnings in the business, being hired for two films by Clint Eastwood and getting her SAG card. And uh, she went on to do Two and a Half Men, Desperate Housewives, and a bunch of shows. Another good short, but sweet little interview. We also get an interview with uh, actor Mick McCleary, uh, actor and set design. This uh, runs about 10 minutes and uh, he talks a lot about the really difficult to shoot uh, wall of demons uh, sequence, which I can I can imagine a lot of actors were not too happy. That didn't look <laughs> comfortable, but it's nonetheless very very memorable. Uh, we get another three minute interview with actress uh, Suzanne Turner, uh, also her first movie, I believe, and uh, you know once again. You, you shoot where you can. She talks about them shooting at her apartment in Tribeca. Uh, another fun interview. We get a seven-minute min- seven interview with Sally Anarkis, and she talks about uh, working with uh, the Elvis impersonator and has some funny stories about that. Uh, the complex makeup that this film has. I mean, once again, uh, highly, highly ambitious stuff for a, I believe it was a $20,000 budget and uh, she kind of catches everybody up with what she's doing. Now we get a piece, an 18 minute uh, piece uh, with makeup effects artist Rollis Khan, a really interesting guy. Uh, he talks, uh, he actually kind of, I think contradicts, apparently it was a Fangoria weekend of ours convention and talks meeting the effects guys from that movie. And uh, this guy's worked on a ton of stuff since then: uh, Buffy, Angel, Midnight Mass, The Collector. Uh, it's a fun little rundown of his his career. Uh, I believe there's even some some pugs connections <laughs> with him. He, he talks about mm-hmm. working with bands like Wednesday 13, Marilyn Manson. Uh, I think he's got a, a, a mask. Making company now. I think it's uh, uh, RollisFX.com. If you want to check that out, R A L I S F X.com. And uh, I think now he's in a band called Dead by Day. So uh, I thought it was a fun piece. Uh, we also get special effects artist Scott Sliger, uh, seven minute interview, and he talks the challenges of the mechanical rat monster. Once again, the wall of demon heads. Uh, really good interview. We get a nine-minute interview with uh, photographer Sung Pak. And uh, we also get one that I think is probably, if you're not an extras junkie and you don't always watch all of it, I do highly recommend you listen to this interview. It's it's with uh, publicist uh, Joe Manseri, and it's runs 23 minutes. And he talks about his work with Brimstone Productions and uh, doing publicity for very various films like The Suckling. And uh, um, what's, what I really liked about this, he talks a lot about uh, fanzines then versus now. Uh, it's one of these guys, I, I don't know if I ever really knew the name, but I certainly knew his work. And uh, it's a really good interview that I highly recommend checking out. Uh, uh, what else do we have here? These things are stacked. I spend more time on the extras than the movie we get an audio commentary with Tony Strauss of Wingschop chop magazine and um, uh, and that is also really good uh, he talks the world building that they do for uh, an soV film uh, which as I said is so impressive in this this one and um, and uh yeah he really good. He talks about some of the inspirations behind the film, the, the obvious love of buddy cop films and Men in Black lore, and uh, uh, also dealing with a DOP who uh, couldn't read English and didn't read the script, so <laughs> this film wasn't without its challenges. Uh, so, as always, a perfect rating on the Blu-ray. I mean, the Blu-ray itself is a five. And now rating the film, if you like SOV horror, and there is stuff in here that I think is actually pretty impressive, even if you're not uh, an SOV horror aficionado, Um, this one ranks pretty damn high for me. Uh, On that scale, I'm going to give it a four and a half. What say you, Todd? you're muted Ted they might read lips so. uh,
1: well that's all I was, gonna, I was saying I'm not that high as you on this one Dan I am a four though I do think this one's well worth checking out it's a, yeah. a jewel on the line and mm-hmm. yeah
0: I I kind of appreciated this one too I think it kind of brought out the the I mean I never directed anything but it kind of brought out the wannabe filmmaker in me like I was just really impressed with it uh so yeah, check this one out, as always, in the comments. Let us know what you think. This is uh, this is not a, 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 by any means, a so-bad-it's-good film. I think it really is just a good movie. Uh, and uh, some of the warts, I don't think, hurt it that much. So there you go. Uh, well, there are some so-bad-they're-good movies, which <laughs> we're about to get into. But first off, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. You may disagree. But our next film is Lichen Colony. And I'll show this beautiful Blu-ray off uh, before I get into it. That uh, is what you'll be looking at there. Uh, this movie's got an interesting history as well. go, Great artwork on Lichen Colony. Yeah. And once again... As always, you get the video store stickers. There. Are they different
1: ones too? Yeah, they do look like they're not. Oh yeah, not, you know, I've never like paid that. I I see them every time. Yeah, but yeah okay. That's I should
0: go back and compare. I mean, I'm. Well, these are different for, than the the stickers previously. I don't know. If oh no, for sure. That's what i was saying from previous releases I've, or not.
1: I, I wonder if they're just on like a sheet and they just pick them or they select them each one. But either way, I, I love the gimmick.
0: Yeah, I, I try and put stickers on different shelves that I've got. And uh, I'm kind of banking. I'm hoping they we get enough that I can just have an entire side of a movie shelf with all these. Uh, this is pretty cool. There you get a lichen colony air freshener. Uh, New Hampshire forest scent. So there you go. I, nice <laughs> i you can't really smell it through the plastic so i can't uh review that but it's nonetheless it's really cool uh what else do we have here pulling them out in a slightly different order but that's okay we have the poster once again for lichen colony really good art um you know what i should have measured this for anybody that are getting these and looking for a frame, it's uh, it's not an eleven by fourteen. It's smaller than that.
1: No, it might be an it's, eleven by fourteen. It's not an eleven by seventeen.
0: No, it's not an eleven by seventeen. It's not an eleven by fourteen either. Because I can
1: really, well, well, I can't there. tell from your meat hooks yeah. holding it. <laughs> My meat hooks.
0: Sorry, Todd. No, it's it's a slightly odd shape, um but uh great looking artwork. <clears throat> We also get once again the booklet for Lycan Colony, and uh, this this movie's got a history, so I'm kind of excited to get into it. Uh, all right,
1: but well, hopefully the hopefully the history entertains
0: me. <laughs> oh, okay, Todd, <laughs> tipping your hat. Uh, I'm you.
1: I'm kind of over exaggerating, but I mean we both know it wasn't a good movie, but it was. Well, it doesn't mean it was. It was a bad bad movie. It, it's. So entertaining, there's we'll get
0: into it. <laughs> we will get into it. Uh, all right, so this is a 2006 film from director, writer Rob Roy, and uh, in this film. A disgraced alcoholic surgeon moves with his family to a small town in New Hampshire. Unbeknownst to them, the entire town is populated with werewolves, some good and some very evil. They soon find themselves thrust into an ancient mystical battle between the wolf packs that will change their family forever. An an astoundingly ambitious and riveting example of pure outsider cinema Lycan Colony's reputation is well earned as every bizarre creative decision unfolds, and you are dropped into its metaphysical alternate reality. Uh, all right, so Lichen Colony. All right, so this one, uh, this one definitely has some really serious bad movie cred behind it. Um, <laughs> this one, ooh, this one is is kind of up there with uh, The Room um troll to uh it it went viral uh, when a really popular uh, podcast red letter media did a piece on it uh rift tracks which I'll get into that but the rift tracks version of this movie is on the blu-ray it so was. this might be one maybe it doesn't hit you but rift tracks is hilarious and it's a particularly funny uh, episode Uh, so that's, that I think is actually a really cool extra feature to have. It's a nice selling Uh,
1: point. If, if, if not, everyone's, you know, loves the movie, they got that.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, this one, it feels like a movie that an alien wrote after observing people over an afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> like it's very uh there's these it switches back hey. and forth <laughs> to like blue screen. Um the hate for this was apparently so strong that the director just disappeared for like 15 plus years and didn't do anything else with film. <laughs> he since has, because this did blow up quite a bit uh over the last like five years, it's it's become you know one of those birdamic type films that uh has grown it's uh it's it's cult and i don't want to say that this one is not uh also ambitious because it is uh, it's just at this point in rob roy's career i don't think he had any clue how to edit and shoot and put together a movie um the the lead actor that well one of the lead actors that plays the dad is particularly bad. And that, that's really where these comparisons to the room uh come in. This this the way this guy delivers his dialogue is pretty hilarious. Uh again, I'm not selling this one. This is one hundred percent a wretched movie, but there is some entertainment to, there you to go. be had. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially for riffing uh, night. And um, there is just so much. There's some moments, like, there's a scene where the uh, the son meets this girl. They literally just met. She decides to just, I don't know, just randomly crawl in t- through his bedroom window. Guess he was cool with that. She's cute, whatever. Uh, and they just decided the yeah that's true. If they get murdered, they get murdered at that age. i understand uh there's a scene where they just start like kind of frolicking through the graveyard and there's this this weird like child laughing sound effects there's all sorts of just random there's the the stick people dance uh if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about um. <laughs> there is just so much going on with this movie uh it it really does feel like aliens made this i'm convinced rob roy may not be uh of this earth um and we uh, there there were a lot of typical struggles getting this made i know the uh the character of uh russ uh who's played by gretchen uh, weisiger uh, was originally supposed to be a dude, but the, the actor that was scheduled to play that role didn't show up. She was just an extra in, uh, I think, uh, the bar scene, just playing a random townie. And it was just a case of, you got a promotion. (laughs) So It's one of those movies I've been there where just shit doesn't go right. And you just have to kind of do your best. Um, there, there are moments where, as bad as it is, you can kind of see some creativity. I think this guy really has a a strong love for the werewolf subgenre. In fact, ironically, when the when this started to kind of blow up, he put out two books based on Lycan Colony, which I'd be curious to check out, you know, because it's been a long time. He's older. Uh, maybe he's better at putting his thoughts uh you know on the written page rather than you know trying to put it on film and uh i know uh lichen colony rot rage of the theramorphs Theromor- i think is how you say that he's got two books out so uh i would definitely recommend uh looking into that if you're a fan of of lichen colony um the action, the effects, they're special. They are very special <laughs> effects. I don't know how good they are. Um, there's a, all kinds of drinking games you can play with this as well. Outsider. Every time you hear Outsider, you can take a shot. Uh, <laughs> man, it's rough, but it's not boring it's just one of those movies. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, And I really, I really have no idea. This is just one of those ones. If you're a bad movie aficionado, check it out uh, immediately. Uh, But there are some funny moments. I want to give credit. Like uh, Stuart, you shed all over the sofa was a funny line. (laughs) Uh, The, extreme close-ups on actors' faces for absolutely no reason uh whatsoever. Uh <laughs> the the uh the Vaseline look on the camera <laughs> at time at times this long, long long explanation of what a werewolf is it shows every in every frame that this was somebody that was kind of learning on on the job. I mean he was just learning as he went. And um there's also like a sort of I don't know what else to call it, like a flatulence cloud battle with this weird witch that likes to lick people to pass on knowledge. Weird fucking movie, Todd. But uh yeah, so so you loved it. What did you think? <laughs> Uh,
1: like, it's one of those, like you said, it's a bad movie. There's no arguing with it. It's can you have fun with the bad movie? And mm-hmm. you can, I think there is fun to be had. Um, Watching it alone, not as much. But that goes into the bad movie thing. So mm-hmm. this is one I'm going to say watch with friends. If you're into the riffs, there's the riff track available. Do that. If you, you know, start out, you're like this on the riff. You're going to have a good time think as long as you know what you're getting into you're gonna have a good time
0: yeah i agree uh i think the extras really do make it um you know you're not getting american werewolf in london transformation scenes but you know hey maybe rob roy can't do a proper transformation scene but all of his actors are still alive so there's that he's got that going for him uh so on that note oh, oh got to talk about the extra i was gonna features. say yeah we, we get we get a 22 minute interview with rob roy uh once again talks about some of the books he's written which i will genuinely uh check out because i'm i'm kind of curious they might be really good to be honest uh he talks a little bit about the long uh time he took off uh but then coming back when the movie went viral, he does have another film that he has completed. Uh, we'll see if that's kind of a redemption film or not. Um, speaks about maybe wanting to remake this, which would be interesting. I'd say you can't really do a sequel because I think you'd have that Hop Goblins 2 issue where it probably will definitely be a better movie, but it might not. That Just all the charm would be gone. Uh, we also get a commentary, uh, with, uh, Sam Panico and Bill Van Ryan. uh, that, uh, they also talk about the director apparently going to Kevin Bacon's house <laughs> to try and get him in a movie, which I think is hilarious. There's a director's commentary, which is, uh, kind of, a little more technical and, uh, as I said, we get the full rift tracks version of Lycan Colony, which is that I think is the big one. Uh blooper reel, like and colony music video, and uh all the uh, the physical extras that I showed off. Um, so I feel like this is one you still kind of have to see. Once again, it's cultivated. This is not just some like throwaway film, it is still quite uh quite interesting and i always like to recommend double features i would say pair this one up with the howling three the marsupials for werewolf night if you really want to throw howling two in there too if you want to make it a triple but uh
1: i'm gonna say lead with this one though
0: there you go and and again you can it's perfectly acceptable if you just want to do the riff tracks version <laughs> it, it still works um uh yeah i don't know it's debatable whether you want to call this so bad it's good but i i do think there's a lot of fun to be had uh certainly if you get something out of films like the room uh especially check it out very special effects uh very <laughs> special acting and line delivery uh i am glad i had this and all right, so rating the the Blu-ray, Blu-ray 5 once again. Uh, Visual Vengeance, uh, you know, Wild Eye releasing. They're doing probably better work than most of the more, uh, you know, uh, uh, household name labels, at least here on YouTube. Uh, I would put Visual Vengeance's recent Blu-rays up against all of the big dogs. Uh I really and, and they're not expensive Blu-rays either. So I, I really hope people support Visual Vengeance because I think they do deserve it. Um so a five on the uh the Blu-ray. <sighs> Rating this one's really tough. Uh I you know what? Even though I have kind of shit on it in an off way, I've got to give the movie at least a three. Uh, because it's not, again, it's not a throwaway And there is a lot of joy to be had
1: But it's bad, see that's where my problem lies is It is bad I can't, bad. even though I'm getting enjoyment out of it I can't give it higher than Because honestly, it's not a two and a half It'd be lower, if we're being
0: real Yeah, there's and that's the on, Watch the trailer And that will kind of tell you If this movie is for you
1: so I'm just, I gotta balance it out So I gotta go right in the, I'm, I'm going in the middle of two and a half not a That's
0: fair I, you this I would understand somebody even giving it a zero, like I said, but it, here's it, the thing
1: with us, you don't really it's more than just a number rating I mean you kind of can yeah I mean it, I, yeah, we just kind of put it over, but then you know, we're also saying it's it's yeah it, it's it's like it's it's hard on some of these so
0: <laughs> it was a fun double feature vampires and other stereotypes I'm really kind of curious to get get other people's takes on it now um i mean like i said these movies have been out there uh, although *Lycan colony i think at one point was kind of hard to get a hold of i think the director might have been selling copies himself and mm. um so i'm, I'm kind of glad a lot of people get to experience this now uh but vampires and other stereotypes is a real winner i i really did enjoy that movie quite a bit uh so with right. that, with that being said guys we will see you next time. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash features. Join the free Discord. Uh, all that information is in the description of the video. Discord's always booming, so I think you'll enjoy that as well. That is free once again.
1: Go to the xbwrestling.com and buy official XPW Blu-rays, not bootlegs. Yes. <clears throat> and also IWA Deep South. Get the Blu-rays directly from them. So
0: Yes, I'll if, produce
1: my flesh wound. Yes, not some shitty fucking bootlegger.
0: There. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, more on that. Uh, and it, I'll yeah, tell listen, you
1: what. Listen to yesterday's uh, post show. I'll probably ran on it.
0: <laughs> if Todd can sell one million Blu-rays, I will have a I will have a free fall match with Kruger. You gotta sell a million though, Todd.
1: I need a number that is doable, Dan. You gotta come down. Can, can we million, go with the hundred?
0: Huh, you, you. One million, Todd.
1: Okay. But we'll some for a penny each.
0: One million, Todd. <laughs> if, if Kruger's gonna take that bump. <laughs> anyway, All right, guys. Got we got a penny
1: bump. each. Let's make it happen. All right, on that note, Dan Good night.